Welcome back, sports fans. We have got so many thoughts on the MLB trade deadline, kind of, that just passed. And we take a new spin on the tumultuous Olympics. I'm Hooli. I'm Mary Beth Smith. We are without the Joe this week, but we soldiered on just like all of those poor Olympic athletes are having to do. Yeah, that's right. The only thing pulling worse than the state of Rio 2016 is Donald Trump. Hashtag make the Olympics great again. moment we've all been waiting for the starting lineup the olympics in rio finally started this week so we're gonna tell a bunch of jokes about it first up jenny thrasher the american 19 year old took the first gold medal in the women's 10 meter air rifle competition she's been catching a lot of flack on the internet for being an american winning a gun competition but we here at sports retorts at Huli and the joe say congratulations jenny and to the haters Fuck him. You're a sharpshooter. Turning to baseball, the New York Yankees announced recently that they will be cutting Alex Rodriguez from their lineup, but adding him to the front office in a, quote, advisory role. The three-time MVP and 14-time All-Star has a bit of advice for them. Don't sign the worst contract in sports history again. The saddest part is that the Yankees really wanted A-Rod to cross the milestone of 700 home runs. He'll step down sitting at 696. The Yankees are really feeling the heat for that one, but they just didn't have another 10-year $250 million to make it happen. (laughs) And be on a more positive side of baseball, someone who's not retiring, someone who is thriving in their career. What's up with Ichiro? Crossing a milestone of his own, Ichiro Suzuki hit his 300th hit this week. He's having a great season. Those 300 hits put him in the same conversation as players like Ty Cobb, Willie Mays, Hank Aaron, and Willie Nelson's bong. Speaking of greats, Brett Favre is the head of the class of 2016 NFL Hall of Fame inductees. The quarterback is going to go down as number two all-time in passing yards, number two all-time in touchdowns, and number one for dick picks. We're number one. <laughs> We're number one. Wiener number one. <laughs> That's why he had to go to New York. Wiener. We've talked about Titans in baseball and football, but we've got some uh, pretty impressive golf news to share. If we're talking about it on Sports Retorts at Julian the Joe and it's golf, it must be huge. Jim Furyk shot a PGA Tour history low 58 in a round. 58. For those of you who don't play golf, that is absolutely insane. It had the rest of the golfers on tour saying, did you see what the Furyk Jim Fuck just did? Just let it be. 
Gems. Yes. Okay, we are well past the All-Star break, and now we have passed the trade deadline, kind of, for Major League Baseball. So uh, the non-waiver trade deadline just passed on August 2nd. Basically what that means is teams have to go through a bit more rigmarole to uh, trade anyone from this point forward, and uh, anyone who is getting dealt now is probably going to teams who aren't as much contenders uh, and just, you know, want to keep shaking things up. Uh, so some big moves were made by the contenders uh, before that August 2nd uh, deadline, and I would love to kind of break them down with you, Julian. Yeah, I'd, I'd, uh, I'd love to do that. There's no... Should I say, as we said before, there's no, yeah. Like we said, there's no Joe. So while the cat's away, the mice will play. Uh, Yeah, I would love to talk a little bit of baseball. It's what, week 68 in this year's season? That sounds about right. Yeah, so we're 68 weeks in, and uh, (laughs) we've just passed the trade deadline. Yeah, yeah. I think I can't wait until (laughs) week 100. Uh, It's just like a really big, it's a really big week in the league. Big crosstown classics on (laughs) week 100. They really go all out. Uh, Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, so there were, I mean, like, it was actually a pretty historic year where, uh, trades were concerned. They kicked back that non-waiver deadline a couple of days past the, uh, July 31st, um, position it usually keeps. And there's some, um, uh, speculation that maybe that caused a lot of teams to, to shake things up, but also like, it's just been a pretty interesting season, um, overall. And we're seeing some big teams unloading people for the first time. Yeah, you know, let's talk about the Yankees. Yeah, I was going to say, you think about big teams unloading, like Yankees always big and they're always buyers. But this year, they're, Ca- Cashman flipped the script. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, on on the heels of this big trade deadline, they had to make this uh, A-Rod announcement. And it's just like, if that doesn't seal the deal that they are rebuilding, I don't know what does. I mean... So they had t- arguably two of the biggest closers on their... Uh, uh, roster and dealt them both. Uh, Araldis Chapman, I believe we touched on in the last episode, mm-hmm. uh, came to our Chicago Cubs, and Andrew Miller went south to the Texas Rangers, which could be. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And Andrew Miller went to Ohio for Joe's Motorcycles, which could potentially, as we discussed a couple weeks ago, be the World Series matchup. So the Yankees sent out two top... They had two top closers. Yeah. But had no one before them to do anything on either side of the ball, either pitching or hitting, to back these guys up. Just a terrible lineup. (laughs) So they dealt them. Yeah. They dealt these two guys, and they also got rid of Carlos Beltran, Mm -hmm. who went down to Texas. Who is, who went to the Rangers, um, which I think is uh, a decent time to kind of transition into uh, what the Rangers did. Um... Because of how 
I I believe I called a Rangers Cubs World Series. You did. Um. So we'll see how that holds up. Actually, um. Let's follow Andrew Miller to Cincinnati first. So they get Miller. They're beefing up that closer. Um. Even it, like arguably the superior um, fastball pitcher to Chapman, like which is crazy. And uh, they'll have him for two more years after this. A uh, relatively inexpensive contract. Like this is a great move for them. However, they um, threw out a line for to get Jonathan Lucroy, the catcher from the Brewers. And uh, one of the best catchers in the league and playing for just a a turd of a team sitting at the bottom of the central or maybe not even the bottom. That's how bad the Reds are. So they're trying to get Lucroy from the next to last place Brewers only there because the Reds are just that bad. Um, And it looks like it's going to go. A lot of people were already reporting Jonathan Lucroy to the Indians. And then all of a sudden he wasn't, and it came out in the days after that that uh, the uh, Lucroy's agent actually asked the Indians. So when Gomes comes back, their starting catcher, who they're trying to um, find a replacement for as he's injured, uh, what does that mean for my boy Johnny? And they're like, "Oh, we'll probably play him at first and like put him at DH uh, next season because we <laughs> will probably start Gomes." And he was like, "Oh." Okay, so he like came back to Lucroy and was like, "I don't think you should take this deal because you should be a catcher for like your whole career." And does he have a no trade clause? Um, maybe I'm not sure. Like uh, I just don't get how the power works. Like I know there are more of them in the MLB, but than the NBA. But um, I'm not sure. I I sure. know that I th- think you're right. Like it would have um. Uh, uh, he would have stayed there and like he just didn't like his future with yeah. the Indians. So um, I think the right call, the Indians were like, uh, excuse me, the motorcycles. Oh, yes, yes, the motorcycles, the motorcycles. The motorcycles is very stand-up of them, to be honest, about his career with the uh, with their org, they could mm-hmm. have just as easily said, like, oh, no, we might look at, you know, dealing gums or have uh, Lucroy starting. But they were, they were up front about their intentions that he was only really going to be catching for them this year. And um, good on his agent for being willing to ask and advising him um, to go elsewhere. So that caused the uh, Surefire Rangers to get a pretty big break and swooped in um, – Got him. the The Mets were also still in the conversation uh, for getting Luke Roy, but I think because of this, the Rangers are sitting really pretty after this trade deadline. They were doing well before the deadline. Yeah, they yeah. Were doing, I mean, they were doing very well before the deadline and absolutely. picking up Luke Roy, and he came out on fire in his first game. Oh, uh, they also uh, got a setup man from the. Uh, Brewers in Jeremy Jeffries, who was great, uh, like all season for, and just like was, you know, again, like those Yankees closers, just wasn't worth much to the Brewers at the time. And they got Carlos Beltran from the Yankees. Like, come on. Uh, they're, they're going to be scary. They're going to be really scary coming down the, the pipe. Let me ask you this then about, about the, they, 
Yankees. They had not to go back, but they had to get someone good. You don't just. Oh yeah, give they've away. gotten some incredible um, draft like prospects. So right, the top that- prizes: Triple A outfielder Clint Frazier and Class A shortstop Glaber Torres. But they also got a Class A pitcher in Dylan Tate, who was the Rangers' fourth overall pick in last year's draft. Oh wow! So. Um, that, I mean, you know, that's the kind of thing that that's, those are the kind of big pieces that you have to bring to the table to get players like Carlos Beltran. But those guys, there's, they'll still spend the rest of this year and absolutely. Yeah. There's no way they'll play this. They're not coming up to the show at all. No way. Those are, they're just building the farm. So the, you know, some of the guys that are already in their farm might get kicked up. You know, I don't really know what the Yankees are working with in terms of bench depth. Uh, but. Well, I know they got one less spot now, or one more spot now. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Uh, so some like, how would you feel? How would it feel to be the player who replaced A Rod <laughs> on the forty-man <laughs> roster for the Yankees? Like some kid who's probably going to get a cup of coffee for the rest of the season. <laughs> you know what I mean? And taking over A Rod's wow spot. Wow. I don't. I don't want it. I don't envy him. Um, so that gets us through most of the big trades in the American League. I would say uh, we have. Uh, <laughs> while while we're in the AL, I'd say it's worth talking about the fact that Chris Sale didn't go fucking anywhere. <laughs> yeah, that is bananas. <gasps> Insane. Like the team is under five hundred. They're seven and a half games out of the wild card race. They like it man, like it I, I'm i I'm shocked that uh that he is still there. And it may very well have been that he went nuts right before the deadline. So nobody wanted to touch him. Like right. you know? Right. Oh, so you're on a sub-500 team and you're going to start cutting up jerseys. You're the fucking ace for a shitty team. Why do I want you? You are you are the example that's being set? No. Yeah. Yeah, so... It's like having your team captains be Ron Artest and Gilbert Arenas. <laughs> like, that's not how yeah. you build championship clubs, and it's pretty obvious then why... I think it's kind of exciting that that is the way that the league seems to be trending. It's just like not really wanting uh, people who are going to be like. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, so, like I said, I think that that wraps up the AL side of things. Um, I think we could probably swing over the uh, the Cubs. Getting Chapman is really the biggest move they made because it's all they needed, and it's a gigantic trade. I mean, it's a huge move. Yeah. It's the Rockefellers investing in fucking Microsoft. Uh, Like, it's... It's, it's, you know, it could, and it could just be a two-month stay, you know? This could be their last chip in the series and then Chapman goes, you know, somewhere else, uh, LA probably. Like they have money. Um so we'll see. Uh he's already pitching incredibly well and uh No, what was it his first game out? He threw 12 of 15 were over 100. 
That sounds about right. And I know one of he them pitched was like a ninety-eight mile an hour slider. I know he pitched a, a perfect inning for his first appearance with them, so you can't ask for too much more than that. So, um, I mean, in, I mean, so they are then vaulted instantly. Like, if they weren't already solidified as the NL choice, did I mean, did anyone come close to making up enough ground? To catch them. I would say in the National League, no. Um, the fact that the Nationals got um, Melanson, Mark Melanson from mm-hmm. the Pirates, when I heard about that trade, I was so pissed. Like, I just, because I love the Pirates and they were only like two games out of the wild card, and that just like they were sticking a fork in their season. Mark Melanson's their closer. He's wonderful definitely one of the elite and uh they're just like just very much sending a signal that they're done for this year and to the nationals of all team but it's so i mean jonathan papelbon was crumbling uh he was um uh like they were also in talks for chapman and once that didn't shake out they uh we're looking at Andrew Miller, and then that didn't shake out. And then, uh, so they dealt uh, for Melanson 48 hours before the deadline, and then after that, the Indians uh, got Miller from the Yankees. Mm. So, like, the Nationals ended up with egg on their face. But, like, I think Melanson's a really good closer. I think they're still going to pretty easily uh, win out in the in at least and then get trounced in the division series. Well, at least they get trounced in the division series. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like how, uh, like how Trump does well in the Republican tr- primaries. And then he faces a um, uh, 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 a real candidate, and <laughs> he gets the fucking snot beaten out of him. Yeah, the Washington Nationals are the Donald Trump of baseball. Um, at least until November, MB, the Washington Trumps. <laughs> what do you say? I mean, I'm obviously in. <laughs> Great. Until November. Until we get a new championship. Right. The Washington Trumps. All right. Uh, Market eight, dude. So moving on from the Trumps to the, what would we call? I would call them the Clintons. The Giants <laughs> are going back and forth. I mean, look at them. Like, uh, they're they're... Slow and steady wins the race, very much so. They didn't make too many big shakeups because they've won three titles in six years. Like, they, uh, the w- biggest trade was probably um, getting Matt Moore from the mm-hmm. Rays um, and adding Will Smith, um, the Brewers' closer of note. Oh, uh, I hope yeah. his ankle's okay. Yeah, yeah. So, um, they had to give up Matt Duffy and a couple of prospects for more, but um, he's under team control for a few years now. Um, they also traded a pair of prospects for uh, Eduardo Nunez from the Brewers. Um, so, And he's having just like a big uh, breakout season uh, this year. So they look good, even though they didn't, you know, they're not the like headline um, making trade team. Right. Um, and then, uh, you know, a lot of people are talking about the Mets picking up Jay Bruce. Like I said, I don't think they're in contention. I think the Nationals easily have it wrapped up in the East. Trumps. 
Uh, the Trumps. The Trumps. Uh, Sans Harvey, right? Because he's not. Yeah. Like, I don't un- kind of understand that move then. Like, Jonas Cespedes is also, yeah. uh, like, been injured for at least a couple weeks. He's been kind of like, he was screaming through the first half, but kind of slowing down. And if you're, mi- I don't know, if you're missing those guys, I don't know. I just don't see. But. I'm almost surprised they picked up Bruce. Like, it seems like they, uh, uh, like needed more than they got so it's interesting to see them kind of like clawing um that those are the biggest um moves for sure in my opinion uh on on home field the braves made a huge acquisition to get uh matt kemp from the padres who also shilled off melvin upton to the Blue Jays, and uh, I'd say we picked up the better end of those deals. I don't think we would have touched old Mel with a 10-foot pole. Mm-hmm. And as expected, um, after we went on and on about the Freaky Friday situation for the Upton brothers, if you compare their stat lines, it's definitely a typical Tuesday again. <laughs> Ever since Mel has... Uh, been he's gotten less playing time with the Jays than he was getting for the Padres and uh he's just been stinking and Justin hitting the cover off the ball for a still struggling Detroit Tigers uh I think that that's that's the Dems to breaks those are the biggest uh movers and shakers um well, I'm glad that everything Freaky Friday back through the weekend into typical Tuesday, mm-hmm. and now the Uptons are back where they should be. I th- I think that's for the best as well. Uh, I love that apparently the Washington Trumps missed out on some of their top prospects, although getting a player that you like, they did not do as well as they wanted to, so that's great for me. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. am all for the Cubs winning while I live in Chicago. So I'm Me too, man. Pleased about Oraldis going there and he, like you said, even if it's a two month deal, even if, you know, he's gone at the end of the season. If you know you have what it takes to do it this year, sometimes that's right. what you gotta fucking play for. Well, great. Good on you. Yeah. And uh we will be keeping you abreast of any waiver wire trades that can still happen because baseball's trade laws are convoluted as your little brother's fantasy football league. Absolutely. There, we've already seen some lower level trades of like bullpen guys since yeah. that second August 2nd deadline, which is very confusing and means no one is safe. <laughs> Even you, Julio Tehran. All right, Huli, the Olympics are underway, and we have a new segment to introduce to the show. For this, for the purposes of this segment, you can refer to Huli as Pat Sajak. I will be Vanna White, and this is... Wheel of Misfortune! That's right. We here at Sports Retorts now have a wheel of misfortune, and we've loaded it up with Olympic-centric pitfalls. Yes, and we'll be spinning the wheel, 
and at random one will be chosen, and we will talk about it for a little bit and move on. There were so many problems with this year's Olympics that we didn't know exactly how to put them all into one segment, so we decided to let it roll at random. MB, I'm sorry. Vanna, MB? Yeah. MB, are you ready to spin this wheel? I am, Pat Hooley. <laughs> oh. oh, that's weird. That's my brother. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> that's very funny. All right, on, on your mark. Uh-oh, it's brothel. We're going to start off a little <laughs> bit weird here. The men's USA basketball team oh. apparently wandered into a brothel in Rio de Janeiro by mistake this past week on their first three days there, saying, we thought it was a spa. Wow. Wow. Yeah, I can't. Your your uh your quote fingers have to be really tired <laughs> after all of those like I mean. quote unquotes around those uh apparently wandered in. Yes. Yikes. Thought it was. Well, Yikes. to be fair though, Draymond Green always Snapchats his masseuse a picture of his dick. <laughs> so th- to him it's just hand in hand. Yeah. <laughs> well, depending upon the mas- <laughs> So oh, this was no. obviously not a great look, uh, not the worst look in the games, but it is still being swept under a little bit. But yeah, <laughs> so the U.S. men's team entered a brothel. Also, speaking of the U.S. men's team, uh, one to ten odds to win the gold, and it's the same for the women. Everyone Whoa. else, everyone else underneath that is at like fifty to one, and they're one to ten. And- so every dollar you bet, you get a dime. It looks like their uh, first game was 119 to 62 against Team China. Yeah. So they're well on that way to the one out of 10 odds. <laughs> Everyone scored. It was a great game. Uh, I can only assume because they had a great day at the spa. <laughs> MB, let's go ahead and spin that wheel of misfortune. Kayak sofa. <laughs> We're not sure if you've seen this one at all. Oh boy. But, but there was recently a kayaker getting a couple of laps in in the bay when he apparently hit an underwater sofa and capsized into the water. Keep in mind, this is the same water that you're not supposed to drink more than three tablespoons of. And of whom the IOC has advised to keep your mouth shut while swimming through the bay. Yeah. Yeah, I heard about that. Yeah, just like don't put your face underwater. Yikes. Try that. Yikes. <laughs> I mean, we knew that it was fecal infested, and apparently somehow we had gotten through that. That's fine. But we take a stand on sofas in the water. Yeah, I didn't know that Stoner SpongeBob was moving to Rio. <laughs> uh, I wonder if uh, uh, if an open water swimmer swimmer will trip over his giant bong. <laughs> <laughs> At this point, anything's possible in Rio. All right, should we spin this wheel?
Rob. Oh, I'm sorry. That's not a person. That's robbery. People are getting robbed all over the Olympic Village. There were two members of the Australia Paralympic team that were robbed. Some coaches were apparently held at knife point as well. But one of the most crazy robberies that I've heard of this Olympic story is not even an Olympian. He is a New Zealander by the name of Jason Lee, who was a jiu-jitsu fighter studying in Brazil to study shoot fighting. Now, he'd been living there for quite some time, training as a professional fighter. He is pulled over by the state police and charged with driving without a passport, which is apparently illegal. So then he was forced at gunpoint to get into a civilian's car and drive around from ATM to ATM, pulling out the maximum amount, which is the equivalent of about $600. And then when his bank account wouldn't stop, they dropped him off. But he had to drive the wrong way down the expressway at gunpoint the whole time. And this guy is a professional fighter. I mean, they've also they've two days before the Olympics were going to start. They fired the private security team that was in charge of it and handed it over to the state. What? (laughs) Yeah. Three Australians were robbed. Uh, Yeah. Uh, I can't imagine like. Wanting to be there and doing the best for your country and, like, delivering your, you know, like, working on doing this thing that you've worked your entire life for most of these people to work towards, if not your entire life, then, like, a vast majority of it, so many hours. And you can't even focus on being an athlete and and playing in your sport because you're too busy being worried about your safety. Like, that's so unfair to these these uh these athletes well i mean everyone got pissed at her but no one's robbing genie thrasher are they <laughs> stay strong girl <laughs> uh, all right you want to old virginia is uh i think she's gonna be okay she's gonna be just fine you yeah. want to give that uh wheel another spin mb sure Opening ceremonies. Uh, so reports from Rio say that the uh, preparation for the opening ceremony was delayed uh, because the stadium they needed to get into to prepare and rehearse was locked and they could not find the keys. My question is, did anyone check the kayak couch? Is that what, or kayak sofa? What is it? Uh, Did anyone check the sofa? Is that what I yeah, should say? Yeah. Did anyone check the sofa after the kayak hit it? Yeah. <laughs> okay. My question is, did anyone check the sofa? Because that kayaker found the sofa, so maybe it's maybe they're in the cushion. I don't. Know. Yeah. When I lose my keys, they're always in the sofa. Maybe knock something loose and a turd washed it to float. <laughs> uh, Woof! It is. All kinds of trouble. Yeah. Uh, they literally couldn't start because they lost the keys. Like, how much more base of a problem could something have? Well, let's spin the wheel and find out. The Olympic Village? No. 
Sorry, Sochi, you're not the only ones with subpar living conditions. Yeah, the Australian team is not even staying in the Olympic Village. They passed. Because the Aussies were like, uh, I think we uh, find no, thanks, mate. other... <laughs> we'll find other accommodations. Well, there's a... Uh, there seems a nice fella down the road there. He's got a rather large pistol. <laughs> Said he's got a nice place to sleep. I've been in the outback, but that's nothing compared to this. Not only that, the checks uh, were flooded out of their uh, facilities. Several smoke detectors were discovered to be unplugged. There, Jesus. Yeah, it is absolutely Sochi all over again. So they're having a, uh, a couple of problems. I reiterate. These athletes are working on something that they've dedicated their entire life to, and they can't even get a good night's sleep because they're getting flooded out. Oh, boy. I I think maybe one of the most recent terrible stories was the Moroccan Olympic boxer has already been accused of raping the maids. Holy shit. Yeah. Uh, so. There's also a gas leak. Are you serious? Yes. Okay. No. The smell was deemed normal by Brazilian officials. My bad. Fuck. Okay. So. Del Porto, an Argentinian tennis player, was about to be in a match with Djokovic. The, you know, mm-hmm. best tennis player in the world, arguably, right now. I concur. And he got trapped in an Olympic Village elevator hours before the match for 40 minutes. What? For 40 minutes on the day of his match, he had to sit in a goddamn elevator. He didn't have cell signal, and the only reason that he uh, was rescued is because members of the Argentinian handball team came and found him. So it's not even like the facilities did something about trying to get someone out of a trap, like from being trapped in an elevator. Other athletes stepped in and got him out. And that's the Argentinians. All right. Uh, Yeah, the Jamaican team moved into a construction site. An unfinished building. Yeah, yeah. Was deemed better off. Oh, boy. All right. All right, MB, we've been spinning the wheel of misfortune, and there have been a ton of them. Let's go ahead and just, I brought out the other side of the coin, spin the wheel of fortune. What's good about the Olympic Village?
boy, this thing's a blowout, but let's sit down for some garbage time. All right, first up, one more Olympic thought from me. Uh, Hope Solo has been getting a ton of flack from Brazilian fans during the uh, U.S. women's soccer games thus far. They've been chanting Zika at her as a taunt because she's been very public on uh, her uh, social media platforms about getting a mosquito net and some uh, repellent and things like that um, because she doesn't want to get motherfucking Zika. And I guess the Brazilians did not take kindly to this, even though everyone has been saying (laughs) that they don't want to get Zika. My question is, thumbs up, thumbs down. Uh, (laughs) Hope Solo should wear a mosquito mask for the entirety of the rest of their games. I think the U.S. uh, I'm going thumbs up. I think the U.S. women's national team has it wrapped up well enough that she can just, like, stick it to the man with that guy. I agree. Two thumbs way up. And they can chant Zika, Zika all day at her, but that's only because her chant of... Total economic collapse doesn't roll off the tongue as well. That's great. We talked about baseball. We talked about making some trades and organizations making some upgrades, getting some younger talent, maybe getting a closer in. If you had to be traded in your family for one of your cousins, what cousin are you getting traded for, and what do they bring to the table that you could not? Oh, man. It's totally my cousin Sarah. She's uh, the, like, next to youngest cousin in my family. Uh, She was, like, kind of my, like, tag-along, like, growing up, and my parents love her, and she uh, (laughs) is going to farm school at UGA, so she's going to make, like, a thousand times more money than (laughs) I ever will, so I think they'll probably, like, invest in their future a little more with her than they could with me. Uh, I'm also going to go my cousin Sarah for the simple fact that uh, my mother raised two boys by herself and she didn't ever have like a daughter to spoil. And that might sound dumb, but she's like, what am I going to do with these fur coats? You're not going to wear any of this goddamn jewelry. Like there were just little things that yeah. I would like to uh, have my mom be able to uh, to pass down then. Also, she's tremendously smart. Her child is fucking adorable robert is just amazing and she is also very smart herself she sells real estate in new york city wow yes mostly i just want her to be able to rock amazing jewelry nice uh okay i also have a trade question what org do you think wishes their trade rules were as convoluted as the mlb's who wishes they could unload somebody that they're really stuck with that they're stuck with? Yeah. Oh, that's got to be the NBA. Because uh, okay. NFL, you can just, like, cut anyone off top. NBA has these, like, weird cut rules where you can, like, cut them and then keep paying their salary over time. But, yeah, if you could, like, just unload someone to China for nothing and just so they eat the salary, NBA, hands down. 
Okay. Um, I went with the RNC. They're really looking for somebody <laughs> to take Trump off their hands. <laughs> no, no, no dice. No dice. No they dice. like they got in way too deep and are really looking for. <sighs> um, I don't know. I think they'd take anything at this point. Like maybe a, a prospect governor out of like a small state. I don't know. <laughs> I think they'd take like a CP forty two drowsy at this point over Trump. <laughs> uh... Thank you so much for listening. That's all we got for you today. We'll be back in a couple weeks with more thoughts on the NFL and preseason there. And uh, until then, enjoy all of the weird sports and uh, weird times in the Olympics. You can follow us on Twitter at Julian the Joe. You can like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Julian the Joe. Please, please, if you listen to the show and like it, throw us a rating on iTunes. Uh, if you so choose, give us a review, share it online. It's the best way that people find new shows. Just if people, if you think that this is even remarkably funny or you learn a lot about sports and you think other people would enjoy it, give them a shout out. Just like I'm going to give a shout out to Daniel for Daniel. making our Instagram account. It's sports underscore retorts. You can check out a couple of snaps that we took uh, after our last recording. And we'll keep things rolling in that feed. Maybe we'll do some of those little, uh, they have new live videos on uh, oh, yeah, Instagram yeah. that were coming, like the Snapchat. Yeah, we can absolutely do that. Yeah. So look for those on sports underscore retorts. I think that's all we got. Stay safe out there, masters. Uh, put on some sunscreen when you're pokey hunting. <laughs> <laughs>